Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 87. This week, I want to share with you our live show recording from our Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise aboard Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas last week. We discussed everything from what we thought about this brand new ship's dining, entertainment, fun experiences we all had, and a whole lot more. It was a really fun chat among friends about our cruise experience, and I'm also going to be able to reveal to you what will be the next Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise event. Here we go. So I'm sitting here in Vintages on Quantum of the Seas as part of the Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise, and I wanted to take some time in this episode to kind of talk about our group cruise experiences, and I've invited pretty much everyone in our group to join us for this uh, little podcast recording because, you know, I think when I planned the group cruise idea, I wanted this to be a cruise where I wanted to have my friends come with me on it, and, you know, that's what makes cruising fun, right? It's good to be there with your family, but it's better when you have friends with you, you get to, you know, you see them around the ship, you get to share, everyone does different things, and it just, you know, makes it more fun. And, and I think we've had a great time on this cruise as we uh, wind down our Quantum of the Seas cruise. And you know, there's been so many experiences, and just before recording, we'll start with a, at my own expense, we'll talk about one at iFly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was, um, so I tried out iFly for the first time, and I was surrounded by friends. Who, there to support you, Matt. Yeah, there su- to support you. Support with video evidence. Indeed. So that I had a good time on there. And I think the, uh, so the, the story goes, we're in iFly, uh, this is the skydiving simulator, and I was, you know, I, I wanted to try this. I had a lot of uh, excitement about it, but like everything, I get apprehensive in the beginning. I'm like, okay, I just want to, you know, get it over with and, and done with and, you know, kind of just be there. So there's about a group of, how many people, how many people are in iFly in uh, an average 10? group? It's 10, 10 or more? 10 or 12. 10 yeah. 12. All right, 10-ish, let's say. And we're in there, and, you know, the instructor asks, who wants to go first? So I throw my hand up, because, <laughs> you know what? Why not get it over with? And, <laughs> I mean, really, I've seen the instructional video. That was 30 seconds. I am clearly the master of iFly. And I get in there, and the first thing, how do you, ra- well, raise your hand, not that anyone listening can hear you or see you, but um, how many people did the iFly? Okay, so pretty much everybody here has done it. So in the video, they make it very clear that they're giving you instructions, like, you know, about straighten your legs, curl your legs, uh, move your chin up, right? It all makes sense. I don't know about you guys, but unless the instructor put his hands in front of your face, you don't see anything. <laughs> well, you can't with your eyes closed. Well, my eyes were open the entire time. But, you know, I couldn't... I, so I'm guessing I'm doing it right, because only, like, I think once or twice, and definitely once other time he did it, but, uh, you know, there weren't instructions in my face, so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing it right. Well, what felt like three hours later, but probably ten seconds later, I managed to invert myself and then crash into the ground on, <laughs> on it. And with, to which point, the instructor then, he actually was very good, because I was like, well, I don't know what to do now. This was not covered in the instructional video. <laughs> what happens when you turn yeah, what happens turtle? When, what happens when you crash? He gave me actually, I, well, I don't remember what I did. I had to, I think I got into a ball, essentially, and then got back on my stomach, and yeah, turned over, and then flew back up. So, but it was, you know. It was all good. It was all in good fun. Yes. And it created a memory that yes. I will and it will be posted ever, soon, which is great. But the, the neat thing to talk about with iFly, it's that it's a no-charge <coughs> experience on board. Yeah, it's free. So a lot of people are really surprised by that when they walk up and they say, well, how much is this going to cost me? And it's no charge. You get the instruction. You get great videos. You bond with your friends and family who have taken pictures and done the videos. And 
congratulations to you for giving it a try. I think you should do it again, though, because we can get a second take. I think you're, you made the mistake of going first so you couldn't watch the others to see, again, how to position Like I said, I saw the 30-second video. I figured I knew everything there was to know about iFly. Although one guy, I think like the fourth or fifth guy, went, I don't know if you saw this, because Becky, you were there when, we were, when I was for my session. One guy went in, and his shoe came flying right off like yeah. out of the... Out of the tube, and I'm like on the edge because I'm the first one to go. And when like right past me, it was yeah. You wonder kinda... why they tell you you have to have tennis shoes, lace ups that are going to be snug on your feet, and that's exactly why. Because it happened to a, um, a small a girl who had shoes on uh, tennis shoes as well, and she had bright pink tel- tennis shoes, and one just flew up into the the top of the iFly, <laughs> and that tells you that there is definitely a risk if you're things start fall, flying off your shoes or whatever you're, they're telling you to remove like jewelry yeah. and everything else. Absolutely. So that's one experience right there. Um, Jason, what was a favorite experience of yours? On I the would have to say the iFly. It was awesome. Was it, it good? Really you, was. Did you crash? It, no, I did not. Oh, interesting. He, he was huh. natural. Apparently yeah. I've been told I was a natural. And did, wow. And did fly unsupported. Wow. See, I was manhandled the entire time. <laughs> and you enjoyed every second. Yeah. <laughs> See, now Nate told me I was a natural as well, so now I feel a little jaded about it because he's apparently I'm not the only one he told that. To. It's like that Seinfeld episode about yeah. breathtaking. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, some, some good times. Uh, David, we haven't... We've seen you uh, sporadically on the cruise. Yeah, What's yeah. been a favorite experience of yours? Um, I think I fly. I fly again. Yeah. That's about my experience. I really enjoyed just watching my kids. Yeah, I mean, my son, seven-year-old, first one to put his hand up, wanted to go in there, laid out, was pretty much you know on his own most of the time, along with my daughter. They made it look pretty easy. But um, now, did he crash? He did not crash. Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> Someone on the ship has crashed. <laughs> right, when you say crash, don't scare the people because crashing for you just meant you fell it's on a pocket. With style. No, you, you fell on a pocket of air down to the, the bottom slowly. Yes, that, I met, that's I met your contact crash. with the uh, with the floor. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they had it juiced enough for it. Yeah, that was the problem. It's totally their fault. Yeah. I, I completely agree. There's no way that I screwed up the instructional video. I can guarantee right. you that. Uh, of course, the other big part about our time here on the Quantum uh, the Seas was obviously dining. That's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, man, what were my favorite restaurants on board? Because we've eaten a lot. We still have uh, two more nights to go. But I'm just trying to think of my favorite restaurants. I mean, we'll start with you, Becky, actually. What's, what was your favorite restaurant on board? So, you know what? I think it's probably Jamie's. Jamie's it, Italian. The Italian restaurant last night. Um you know, we did chops, which was wonderful as well, which is one of their signature dining experiences is Jamie's. But chops is pretty much on all of the Royal Caribbean ships. So you get a great steak and you know it. You're going to get the wonderful sides and you know it. But Jamie's was a very pleasant surprise. Um, we did the recording on it last night, but um, the appetizers were a lot of great choices. The entrees, you can find things that are traditional with some twists. Yeah. In in the um, in the main courses, and then the desserts were lovely. I, I think that that's probably one of the best values on board. Absolutely, Amanda. What was your one of your favorite restaurants? Um, I would have to say I also enjoyed Chops. We went there, but Wonderland was a really fun experience oh, yeah. for us. Our server there was was fantastic. She was incredibly knowledgeable about what we were eating, and basically she told us the way the menu breaks down is those there's five different groups and she said people think you have to select one dish from every group but no what I want to know is the things you don't want to eat 
because I'm going to bring you everything else on the menu. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We tried some things that probably wouldn't get a chance to try anywhere else. Um, I've never had deviled eggs that are smoked. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> came out on a platter with some um, smoke around them. And so even eye appealing as well as palate pleasing. So yeah. it, was a, it was a fun experience. Also, I think Wonderland had the best single dish out there, which was the beef. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The beef was amazing. That was yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the pl and they they brought us all the entrees as well. It wasn't just the the appetizers; it was everything. Our table looked ridiculous. Yeah, we really like. Yeah, we did. We yeah, we got we, we, we double we doubled down on the beef as well. <laughs> I really like the show experience there too because when you sit down, you have to paint your menu, which yes. then gives you that added little bit of this is kind of cool. It's not Absolutely. just being handed something and. You know, read it and take it away. There's show elements with every course and every dish that landed on your table. Shay, what was your favorite restaurant? I really like Wonderland, just because it was it was so good, and I laughed when Matt did not like the olives. You didn't like the olives, Matt? Olives are my favorite food. <coughs> I, it's not that I didn't like it. It was fine. It was just very bizarre. Bizarre, it yeah. It wasn't what you expected. It was um, a cold, gelatinous burst of olive flavor. It was really weird. <laughs> it was fine. It just wasn't my favorite experience. You know, I was thinking about it, too, and I, I think it's going to be, for overall experience, I think still Chops. I had a really good meal there. Everything was really good on Chops. There wasn't anything that we had that was... You inhaled the red velvet cake. Dude, <laughs> was... the red velvet cake is amazing. I think I had two bites and yours was gone in, in 60 seconds. So I, at, at Chops, I was eating at Chops, and the most common problem I always have with eating at Chops, regardless of the chip, is I always leave feeling like like I, I'm going to explode. You know, like my pants cannot contain the, the fun that is in there. And it's like, <laughs> we're going to edit that out. And, um, <laughs> stay with me. You know what I meant. I dare you to keep that in. <laughs> but this time I was like, all right, I'm going to order the petite strip steak. Because I haven't actually seen one. There was the regular, which was like 12 ounces, and the petite, mm -hmm. which was nine. Mm -hmm. And that was a mistake because, of course, then I left not hung. I left you know, moderately full. Yeah, and so I wish I'd gotten more because everything was amazing. The, the appetizers were really good. Mm -hmm. The sides, mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, and of course the steaks are really, really nice. I really enjoyed chops there. Question about chops for you. What do you think about the differences between the aged steaks versus what's on the regular menu? You know, I tried the aged steaks on Navigator of the Seas and I, I don't know, personally, like there's a threshold of steak that I can appreciate and then beyond that, they all taste the same to me. Like, to me, like, Outback steak tastes really, really good. It's like a $20 steak, right? So, like, a $50 steak, I mean, it tastes good, but I can't tell the difference between that and the Outback steak, because I'm obviously not a foodie or a steak aficionado. So I didn't think, I didn't perceive it personally necessarily worth it, because, again, to me, the steaks that they provide in the included price taste pretty darn good to me, and, and, and that kind of, you know... Was, was good enough, I guess, is okay. what I'm trying to say. So for those, then, who are a little bit more picky, I, then... I think if you really enjoy a really good steak, if you're someone who goes to, you know, one of those uh, really famous steakhouses out there in New York or Chicago and, you know, Ruth Chris or one of those places, and you're just like, you know, you're all about, you know, having a, an amazing experience. I mean, dry-aged steaks are supposed to be, like, one of the best kinds out there. It's a huge trend right now, and I think that would definitely be for you. But if you're like, you know, I just enjoy a good steak... This is, you know, I think the ones that are included are, are, are good as well. I would agree. Uh, who had, what about the complimentary restaurants? Best complimentary restaurant? I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say grand for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So Anyone far, say? We haven't eaten Shad Sheik yet. I did the double 
double double of everything. So I had the double lobster, and then I actually nice. had another piece of lobster brought out. And that <laughs> went with my serpenter very well. And uh, I think we did double on the uh, escargot for the appetizers. Oh, that's, that's Although great. there were so many other things on the appetizer list, but you know, every every cruise we've ever gone on, it's always where can we find the escargot and where can we find the lobster. So. Absolutely. Those are always the highlights of the trip. Rhonda, what was your favorite uh, complimentary restaurant? Um, we've only been to a couple so far. Um, I'd have to say Silk, actually. Silk, really? It was better than American Icon Grill, and I love Wontons. <laughs> they give you free Wontons <laughs> so. Hey, that sells you on it. Great. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. They had good appetizers, too. The spring rolls, and what else do you have for appetizers? The tabachi ribs. Ribs. Uh, yeah, they had several good appetizers, and then the um, sweet and sour chicken, which actually tasted like sweet and sour chicken, like what I was expecting. So nice. I was happy with that. Now, I wanted to ask Shay a specific question because how old are you, Shay? I'm 12. 12. So you participated in a lot of the kids' programs yeah. on here. What was your favorite thing that they did here for Royal Caribbean? Like Adventure Ocean, the Cplex, the Xbox. I really like how they would. They would shut down the C-Plex just for us to do things in there, like a soccer tournament or a basketball oh, cool. tournament. So you like participating in that? Yeah, and... that was very nice to have. Nice. Yeah, I went in the Xbox room a couple times, and the kids in there look at me like, what are you doing in here, Grandpa? <laughs> 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 I still want to play in it, man. They won't let me play. We, he had a hard time getting on the Xbox in the Xbox room, so he had to go to the, the living room where it was exclusive for his age where he was able to play. 12 to 18. Yeah. Yep. Tell us about the living room a little bit. What's it like in there? Lots and lots of foosball. Really? Yeah. Nice. There's only two foosball tables, but they're always in use just because that's one of the best things to do there because it's just so fun and everybody's equal. Now, have you learned how to hustle anybody yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to play really bad at first and be like, oh, man, I would love to play this again for money, perhaps. And then someone will you know, say, oh, they'll take your money, and then you school them on it. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the good part. That's the first part of the hustle. <laughs> You're learning very quickly. <laughs> I'm I'm really not that good at it. Yeah. Okay. We were surprised a lot of the activities that they had scheduled. They actually didn't do because I'm guessing it's like herding cats. <laughs> like we're talking about ages 12 to 18. So he might go up first categories, but they never played it. But like he said, they were doing things like foosball or whatever the teens kind of wanted to do. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Now the other interesting thing was we obviously made some port stops on this cruise. One in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and one in Labadee. And we were just in Labadee yesterday, as time was recording. And, you know, Labadee was, is always one of my favorite places to go. It's beautiful. I think we had a phenomenal weather in Labadee. Mm-hmm. It was very, very warm, but it was it was nice. I mean, I got to try. They're not here. I was uh, one of the um, families here on the group cruise. I did the zip line with, which is the first time ever doing it. And, of course, it's just fun, because otherwise I would have done it by myself. You don't know anyone there. You wouldn't talk to anyone. You're not like, oh, gosh, this looks bad. <laughs> they can't talk to anyone about that. And, actually, Jason and Rhonda videotaped us at the end. I haven't seen the video. Did it come out all right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, cool. You can see you screaming all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's funny as we get up there. First, before it even starts, the instructor goes, it's really windy. So we're going to have to make sure you guys slow down as much as humanly possible unless you want to end up in Cuba. So I was like, all right, this is off to a good start. We're going to go extremely fast. And 
<laughs> but you know what? It was a lot of fun, um, and it was it was a great experience. I think you know it was even though a couple people chickened out at the uh, you know as we progressed through the whole thing, but it was it was a cool experience. I mean, there's no better way to see it. And my only advice to anyone listening in the video or in anything you read online, it seems like you really can't bring anything with you. And in reality, you can bring whatever you want with you because there was a guy. Going down the zipline, I kid you not, you have to put your hands up to, because we were going so slow, slow in relative words, you have to hold on to the bar on top of you. But this guy had his iPhone in his hand with no. like two fingers like on the bar. We're like, that guy is not keeping his iPhone. <laughs> There's just no way. I didn't see him. But he went like a couple of people be, uh, ahead of me, so I never saw. But like I said, I mean, I wish, I only wish I brought like either like, I would have taken my phone, just takes a couple pictures and stuffed in my pocket. So. Lesson learned. Next time I'll go up there for the photos. But <laughs> it'd be good if you had a GoPro. Yeah, I do have a GoPro, but I don't have the mount for it. Although it would have been easier actually to if, hold the GoPro. If you held it in your mouth. mouth. <laughs> 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 I'm ready to go. <laughs> so Kevin, what did you do in Labadee? Uh, we pretty much stayed on the beaches. And, well done. Uh, jumped in the waves a few times, so it was hot cold, hot cold. Which, uh, which beach did you go to in the end? We were at the Barefoot Beach. Oh, nice. Which was the, like the first beach you find when you're walking on and found a couple chairs set up underneath a little palm tree and had a little bit of the shade here and my wife being the sun goddess that she is had to be just outside of the tree so she could catch the full sun but yeah, that was uh, quite the experience and then Matt, Matt told me about the Labadoozy so uh, I had yes. to go have one of those, and uh, it was quite the treat, and I'm glad that it was. I took it before we went back on the ship, instead of early on in the in our experience in, in Labadee. But yeah, it was a very calm and relaxing um, beach, you know, beach day for us, and and we were able to watch all the people coming down the zip line. And in fact, one of the other people we saw up there, you were talking about how they had some creative ways they were holding their cameras, we did see somebody with a selfie pole going down. Oh my God. <laughs> so, but, uh, okay. but yeah, it was a very relaxing day for us, which, uh, you know, we're usually quite energetic when we go on shore somewhere, and this was just a calm and relaxing afternoon for us. That's wonderful. And Rhonda, you, you, I know you mentioned the shade. I know, Rhonda, also you were about the shade and getting a good comfy spot, and you were yep. able to do that ahead of time, right? Yep, we were in the shade under a nice big tree. Um, Reading our books, went in the water a few times. That's what's nice about Labadee, right? You just get yeah. to relax, chill out, you know, and just enjoy the weather a little bit. Yeah, and, and there were enough chairs for everybody. You didn't have to panic that if you got up, someone was going to steal your chair. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Labadee, Labadee was, I mean, it's, it's Labadee. It's always amazing and it's really, really nice. Well, I think we found one of the hidden gems of Labadee oh, yeah? with their cabanas. Yeah, absolutely. It, they had not had them when I was there previously several years ago. And the value, it's only for the beach that we had, because they have two different beaches. They've got just the concierge level beach yep. and, and cabanas there. But they also have... The family beach right next to it that has what was it eight or nine yeah, of the the overwater cabanas versus the ones that are set back. Right. And um, the price at the time of this recording was two hundred and thirty dollars for the entire day for up to six bad. people. And that is a really good value to have a place that has shade, a beautiful view, and the overwater one had uh, direct water access where you just basically walk out of the cabana right to 
some stairs that lead right to um, a ladder that you just get right into the water. So for the price and what you get, the value for it, you also get a couple of the floats yep. um, that are included, and then you have somebody who runs back and forth and brings you lava doozies, which, <laughs> which could be a good thing or a bad yes. thing, you know, depending how you look at it. But what I found interesting was a tip for anybody who's interested in getting one. Uh, if you don't book it before you cruise, when you get here, make sure the first place you go is a shore excursion desk, because yep. that's how I got it. I went right up there, I was the first person in line, and got my name on a wait list, and then found out two days later that yes, I had been cleared on the list. So, I think that that is one of the best values on That's on a great tip island. about getting them, absolutely. Shay, what did you like about Labadee? Um, well, we booked the roller coaster shorts here, Oh, nice. How was yeah. that? It was really fun. And then, actually, this morning when we checked the balance, we noticed that we had a $25 refund. <laughs> so, it ended up costing us 75 cents. So, yeah. It was luck of the draw, right? Okay. <laughs> They're not too um, forceful about the safety on those, though, right? Because why? Um, I I totally for, didn't notice that there was a seatbelt for me. Ah, those are for suckers. You don't yeah. know. Yeah, I just had a death grip on... There was, like, this little thing that you were supposed to grab onto. I just had a death grip on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he went down the whole roller coaster without a seatbelt. Seat it's the Caribbean. Look at good Yeah, come on. You're on vacation. <laughs> and the sharper curves are there in a cage, so even if he... He would land in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that we didn't realize, though, is that that $25 is actually for two people. Yeah, it is. So, so two people can ride in one cart. So if you have two people oh. that want to go, it's really only twelve fifty a person. That's Which al- for that value, I would it's say a, is it's worth a it. Yeah, it's an alpine uh, coaster. I'm wondering if with two people, is that actually like the more weight, is it better? Like you go faster, you think? Um, well, you probably could go faster, but they really stress uh, that you have a brake control that you control yeah. yourself. So they really stress to pay attention to how fast you're going. There's green lights and yellow lights along the way, uh, but we. We got pretty fast a few yeah. times. We cool. went around a couple curves pretty fast. But there was a bunch of signs saying, break, break, break. break. <laughs> and he was hollering break at every sign, and now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. So, um, you know, the other thing I was thinking about while we wrap things up, first of all, actually, I want to make a, an announcement here uh, about, you know, we had such a good time on this group cruise. Beck and I were talking about it, and we've already planned our... Uh, next group cruise, a lot of people have been asking about it online, and it's going to be actually February 21st, 2016, on Allure of the Seas. It'll be a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise. We're very excited about it. We're actually coming back to Labadee yet again, and which is, trust me, if we spent seven days at Labadee, I'd be pretty happy about it. <laughs> um, we're also going to be going to uh, Falmouth, Jamaica, and Cozumel, Mexico, so some good eatings along the way, and... Uh, I think it's going to be a great time, good winter break. Obviously, February is just, you know, it's the time of year when everyone in the Northeast says, I've had it, I need to get out of here, I need, I need a little bit of a, uh, an excuse to get out of Florida, and it's going to be amazing because we have the largest cruise ship in the world. I've never been on Allure, I've only been on Oasis, so this will be a really cool experience, and, and I'm inviting everybody who's listening here, of course, to join us for it. I know that many people have actually, we've already uh, booked on this ship, already rebooked for that February 21 cruise, but everyone's invited, I think it's going to be a great time, and... Can't wait already. Start the countdown. I gotta, I gotta reset it on my clock. And we have special rates. We have special group yes. rates. Hello. That's right. So actually, if you want, to, what you want to do actually go to royalcaribbeanblog.com right now, and there'll be a link in the show notes, and there'll also be a link all over the website, pretty much, for the group cruise information. You can get more information about getting our specific rates and 
and checking that out. And I wanted to end on uh, one other note, which was kind of we did a lot of stuff as a group together. We did the we had the Labadoozy Appreciation Meet yesterday, which I think uh, almost everybody here was in, was in attendance for. We also did a bar the ci- most civilized bar crawl, which was also a lot of fun. We mm-hmm. got to check out different bars. Uh, we did the cabin crawl. That was I love the photo by the way. Of, oh yeah, we got to uh, post from that. your room. Yeah. yeah, we got to post that. Yeah, I'll post it in the show notes. We did basically for those who are listening. We had we we took photos. Well, actually, we decided we want to take one photo. So uh, Becky's cabin, which was the uh, spa junior suite, had the most room. So we're like, we'll take a photo here. So rather than just taking a photo of us sitting around, blah blah blah, I went outside to the balcony and came around. Her balcony is rather large, and there's a window right where they were taking the photos. So I just pushed myself against the glass and. <laughs> And it, was, know, it was a good little photo. You know how tempting that was just to lock you out there and let you just stew <laughs> out on the balcony. Well, funny about locking out, I locked myself out of my room this morning. <laughs> so I got out to the pool deck and I'm like, I can go for a drink. I can also go for my room because I can't get it. <laughs> so I'm hoping my stateroom time will be there. Yeah, which, back. of course, these little wow bands are on the quantum of the seas. When, how does everybody feel about this on the ship? I'm pretty middle of the road. Yeah? On it. I like the fact that I, if I... If I didn't lose my band, yeah. <laughs> um, I have. I can at least get into my room. I can buy things. Mm-hmm. I can use it. Uh, most of the time, if I'm going to use it for uh, to, to, to purchase a drink, uh, I have to remove it. Yeah. They don't really have. It's semi-portable right now. Um, their scanners are. Yeah. Uh, if those could be more portable in the future, I think I would like it a little bit more. Yeah. But it is convenient to just be able to walk out of the room and not have to remember your seat. Yes, especially when you have to take it out of the thing to turn off your lights to mm-hmm. take your card with you, which mm-hmm. always drove me crazy because I always forgot. Yeah. And then the other thing is if you're returning back to your stateroom and your arms are full, it's easy to put oh, your yeah. wrist up and yeah. unlock the it's door. It's not always easy to turn the handle, though. No. <laughs> if, if you do this, you can unlock it many times. Yeah. <laughs> with the Coke... The soda package? Yeah, with the soda package... You can't even use this. It oh, won't register as you having the soda package. So I have to bring my card right. everywhere and say, oh, I have yeah. the soda package. Interesting. So, hmm. not my favorite thing. Yeah. So they're, I'm sure they'll be working on upgrading. I actually okay. think I, I really enjoyed, I think most people here, there's more than, I'm the only one who's by myself, but the the Royal IQ app on the phone to be able to chat. Mm-hmm. And Becky, sorry. <laughs> Um, I don't want my husband to think that there was somebody with me. <laughs> <laughs> I am by myself, just putting it out there. <laughs> but I really like the chat feature. I don't know if you guys used it with, with oh, yeah, Shay. Yeah, with Shay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've used it for it's, finding and him. And we also weren't charged for that either. No, it was free. I mean, you went to you have to go activate it, but it's at yeah. $0.00 and you hit it. Yeah. And, yeah, and you're talking about the app on the phone that we're using. Yeah, the Royal IQ app. I mean, David, did you use it with your kids? No, they didn't have, first of all, they don't have their phones or oh, okay. iPad, that type of thing. And the rest of my family... They turned their devices off, so I was the only one who really had it. So, okay. chat so you went with the old school way. Yeah. yeah. We'll see you at the end of the cruise. <laughs> right. we're supposed to meet up at. Yeah, but for us and, and Janine and a couple of others we've been talking to, it's been really convenient to Absolutely. say, I'm running five minutes later, I'm not going to be there, or we can at least communicate, which I think this is probably one of the best um, apps that we've seen on all cruise lines to be able to communicate. So, Absolutely. thumbs up to them. Cool. Well, I want to thank everyone here uh, who joined us on the group cruise. You guys really made a, you know, I think this is a great first time, and and thank you all for being a part of it, and and obviously uh, supporting the blog, supporting our partners, and just having a good time together. So that's what it's about. I mean, I just booked this cruise like, well, I'm going on Quantum. If anyone wants to join me, we'll have a great time. And I think we did have a really good time on this cruise. So thank you all, and uh, looking forward to February 2016. And I would say really quickly, 
group cruises. If you're by yourself and you're, you want a cruise experience, a group cruise is the best way to go yes. because you will have friends automatically. You're going to have people to do things with. You're going to have people to go eat with. Don't hesitate to book February um, for the Royal Caribbean Blog Cruise Group because it is really fun. Come along and you'll meet new friends. Absolutely. Well said. All right, time to answer your listener emails, one of my favorite things to do every single week here on the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. And again, thank you all for being a part of this experience. And, you know, just to reiterate what we just were talking about earlier, you know, that cruise coming up in February 2016. Boy, I hope so many of you can join us for it. We had such a great time on there. Honestly, it was just so much fun being able to run into friends on board. It was like it was like answering listener emails every single day. We just ran into each other and we were talking Royal Caribbean all the time. It was a great experience. Cannot wait. Starting the countdown already for February 2016. But let's jump into your emails, which, again, love to do. Want to make sure that I'm helping you have the best possible Royal Caribbean cruise experience out there because, you know, there's so much that's going on. And we're going to start with an email from Susan Widowson, who writes, Hi, Matt. Just listen to your latest podcast. I'd like to weigh in with a few thoughts. My husband and I love staying on the ship at Ports. We are in the mid-60s and have completed eight cruises, seven Royal Caribbean, since 2006. We have booked a back-to-back on the Indy for the fall. Early on, we got off the ships at all ports, shopped, walked around, did some exciting adventures like zip lines, underwater scooters, underwater scooters, wow, a helmet dive, Stingray City, parasailing, but now we're starting to look at the ships as our destination. We've been to many ports in the Caribbean, so they don't interest us as much anymore. When we did a back-to-back on the Oasis of the Seas, we only got off the ship for about a total of eight hours, mostly in Labadee and St. Thomas in the 14 days. Wow. It was wonderful having the pool so empty on port days. As the person who asked about cruising with someone with limited mobility, I would look at a cruise that stops in Labadee. It's so easy to get off and on the ship, and they have special wheelchairs for the beach. If you don't need a wheelchair, there are trams to get you from one end to the other of Labadee, which makes it a whole lot easier to get around. We are so sad they're eliminating the Viking Crown Lounge on many of the ships. That's our favorite place on the ship. It's a quiet place to relax for drinks before or after dinner, and we don't like the crowded, noisy places. It's a great place to sit with a drink if it's raining or snowing, <laughs> as we've left Cape Liberty several times. At sail away time, we've attended towel folding classes that took place there, and the music and dancing in the evening is just our style. And best of all, it's a great place for people watching. I think there are many ways a Royal Caribbean can better utilize this space without eliminating it. P.S. A topic for a future podcast should be on planning a group cruise. I'm getting one together with some friends when we go in the fall. Great email. Love all the comments, Susan, by the way. Let's start with the first one, staying on the ship. You know, there is something really cool about when you're on board your ship and you're in port because, again, it's a feeling of having the ship to yourself. I, I totally admit it. I love exploring ports. I mean, that's just my style. But, you know, when you're in port and you stay on the ship, it's, it's really cool to have that feeling of like, okay, I can go anywhere I want. There's going to be like, not only are there no lines, there's going to be no one around. It's kind of a cool little uh, feeling. I like the suggestion about the mobility. Thank you. That's a great suggestion, especially at Labadee. You're absolutely right, Susan. They have those special wheelchairs with those huge tires. I can't explain it better than that. I think they're just very large. It's easy for going in on sand, but they are very good, and I think it's a good point about Labadee. And, you know, I agree. I love The Viking Crown Lounge is a Royal Caribbean. It's a classic. It really is. It's part of their legacy, if you will, because so many of their ships 
have had a or have a Viking Crown Lounge. And I agree. I love going up there for pre-dinner drinks. And also, I think you mentioned the people watching. Boy, there's nothing better than going up there in like the afternoon, looking down at the pool deck and kind of just see what people are up to. It's, it's really nice and you don't sweat to do it. So it's not bad. I like it. So thank you for all the good comments there, Susan. Always appreciate it. Let's move on to uh, one more email. And it is from Elizabeth Wilborn. Her will be in San Juan in July from 4 to 11 p.m. With such late arrival, most forts and shops will be closing at 5. Do they stay open late when ships are in port, or do we need to do this as soon as we get there? What is there to do so late in Old San Juan, and what is your favorite place to eat in Old San Juan? Any must-try foods? This is a great question, because I, as you probably know, Elizabeth, I am just got back from San Juan. So a couple things. Number one, how late things open, or stay open, rather, depends on the day. I was actually there with a local, Angel, who's a good friend of mine, and he, I was asking him because I got there. We actually ended up getting there earlier. We got there around 12. That I wouldn't necessarily bet on that, but nonetheless, we got there earlier, and I was asking him what we could do in the evening, and he said, well, we were there on a, on a Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I forget which day. I think it was a Tuesday, but it doesn't matter because the point is, is that the San Juan is more uh, there's more going on in San Juan during the uh, weekend like like Thursday Friday Saturday maybe even Sunday night there's a lot more late night activities you know those other days you know Monday Tuesday Wednesday it, there's not as much going on it's just it's just like you know your hometown's the same way I mean it's they're weekdays you know people are working it's not like the party atmosphere of the weekend necessarily but they are cognizant, obviously, of cruise ships. It's not like you're going to go over there and there's be nothing to do. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty to do, in fact. I think your strategy should be, if you want to do any kind of you know, sightseeing, I would definitely go straight for the sightseeing you want to do. In fact, oh, what's kind of interesting is, although the forts may close at 5, there's these little forts around there. I don't know. They're not really little forts. There's little fortifications around both El Moro and uh, San Cristobal. And you can go in there, you get kind of the experience. It's definitely not the same thing. But, you know, if you just want to get some pictures with that, you know, old Spanish style fortifications, you can totally do that over there. And they're basically, if you're, you can, if you're standing at one fort, you can see the other fort kind of lining the water. And those little fortifications are in between, essentially. So that's kind of a basic thing. What is there to do in Old San Juan, especially late at night? Definitely eating and drinking. I was, you know, there, there's a lot of great restaurants, and that's definitely a good option for you to do. Also, San Juan, especially Old San Juan, is absolutely beautiful at night. Uh, the, the way they light up the city, this, they have, uh, and I'll try to, I posted them in our live blog. I should post a link in our show notes right now to the uh, Quantum of the Seas live blog I did. So go to our show notes at royalcaribbeanblog.com, and you can check out the listing there. of You can see some of the photos I took of night because the forts are lit up. Old San Juan Gate is lit up. They do a really nice job with lighting these. So it's great for sightseeing even at night. In fact, I did both. I went during the daytime, saw it all. Then I came back at night and did the exact same thing. Really loved it. In terms of favorite places to eat in Old San Juan and any must-try foods. All right. The must-try food in, in San Juan or any anywhere in Puerto Rico is definitely going to be mofungo. Mofungo are basically mashed plantains uh, with usually like steak or shrimp or octopus, uh, uh, vegetables. I mean, it depends on... There's usually a choice among all these. And it's a wonderful... I love this. I, I really love it. It's definitely the quintessential Puerto Rican food to get there. And like I said, it's mashed plantains. They're kind of like almost built into like a volcano shape, if you will. And plantains, for they're like those green bananas. Um, but trust me, it tastes really, really good. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I love chicken. 
on it personally. Little chicken, little onions. Oh, it's so good. You got to get the whatever suits your, you know, the shrimp is probably the most uh, quintessential topping for your mofungo, but it's definitely a must try food. You got to go over there. And if you're looking for great places to eat in Old San Juan, you know, I actually was recommended one place and they were too busy. So I went to another place. Both were really good. So I'm going to give you the recommendations right here. They are El Jaburito and Palma's Restaurante. Restaurant. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Anyway, El Jaburito and Palma's. They're both actually literally across the street from each other. And I had really good mofongo there. I'll post again a link in the show notes to that live blog I did from Old San Juan. I think it's going to be really helpful for you in terms of just seeing what's out there and what's available. It's a great city. And I'll also post a link in the show notes to our episode we talked about, about just Old San Juan in general. I hope you'll find it very helpful. And it's I'm telling you, Elizabeth, you're going to have a great time there. It's a beautiful city. Just get out there and explore because there's just so it's, it's actually, in fact, I recommend getting lost in Old San Juan because you can't. You really, I mean, sooner or later you run into the ocean or your cruise ship. It's But it's such a great, friendly city. Wonderful. I wish I could go back right now. In fact, oh, I'm daydreaming. Hang on a second. Okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> great time. So thank you for the email, Elizabeth. And of course, I want to hear from you. You can email us at matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Anything on your mind about cruising with the Royal Caribbean, we want to hear about it. And, of course, we've got some great episodes coming up for you here. Uh, we have no, more stuff that we recorded on Quantum of the Seas. We've got some reviews that are coming up on Dynamic Dining and some other things that we've been hinting about Royal Caribbean. So there's lots of topics. Uh, I'm going to tell you, next couple of weeks here on Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast going to be an exciting time. I can't wait. Hopefully, you'll join us again each and every week right here on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.